0: So today, I'm joined by Dr. Mishuan Lee from Taipei and her paper, Prediction Models of Long-Term Cirrhosis and Hepatocellular Carcinoma Risk in Chronic Hepatitis B Patients, Risk Scores Integrating Host and Viral Profiles. And this is in the, the August issue of Hepatology. And she uses data from the REVEAL trial, which was a large prospective cohort study performed in Taiwan in approximately 24,000 patients aged 30 to 65 from 1991 to 1992 and then followed prospectively. And that data is published elsewhere, but using that data set, the current study wanted to look at prediction models of long-term cirrhosis, and the goals of their study were twofold. Number one, to elucidate associations of quantitative hepatitis B surface antigen levels, and the risk for cirrhosis and liver cancer. And number two, to then develop predictive modeling for long-term cirrhosis and liver cancer risk that incorporated surface antigen levels. So ultimately, approximately 3,340 patients were included in their analysis and they separated the cohort into two main categories, a derivation cohort and then a subsequent validation cohort, and the patients were divided in a two-to-one ratio. Any comments, uh, Mishwan, in reference to setting up your study as far as how you uh, came up with wanting to look at surface antigen levels and incorporating that into a model?
1: Yeah. In this study, we saw that the elevated serum quantitative HBS antigen levels increase the risk for cirrhosis and carcinoma. We divided the serum quantitative HBS antigen levels into three groups, uh, low level, which is lower than 100 IU per milliliter, and intermediate level, which is between 100 to 999 IU, and high level, higher than or equal to 1000 IU. And we found that the quantitative HBS antigen level was an independent risk factor in addition to the known risk factors. And we also found that among HBE antigen seronegative participants, Serum HBs antigen levels were significantly associated with cirrhosis and hepatocellular carcinoma in a dose-response manner, specifically in the participants with serum HBV DNA levels lower than 1 million copies per milliliter. In contrast, the dose-response relationship between serum levels of HBs antigen and the risk for cirrhosis or HCC was not found in patients with serum HBV DNA levels higher than one million copies per unit. This study suggested that the quantitative HBS antigen levels may provide valuable information for clinical decisions, particularly in patients with low viral load. So this is the first study to provide a risk calculator for long term cirrhosis risk for chronic hepatitis B patients. And the patient's risk of developing cirrhosis could be accurately predicted using several personal characteristics and clinical parameters, as did for hepatocellular carcinoma. In addition, this study upgraded the existing hepatocellular carcinoma risk calculators by incorporating serum quantitative HBS antigen levels to improve risk stratification for chronic hepatitis B patients with HBV DNA levels lower than 10,000 copies per milliliter or between 10,000 copies per milliliter to 1 million copies per milliliter. So what is the clinical implication of this study? It implies that the patients with a higher risk should be asked for more frequent monitoring for hepatocellular carcinoma and reactivation of the disease. In addition, antiviral treatment should be encouraged for the patients at high risk. On the other hand, patients with low risk level may be referred to general practitioner. However, the serum markers may be fluctuating during the long-term infection course. It should be make sure that whether a patient with low risk score will maintain the low risk score during their infection course. Thus, routinely follow-up of serum levels of ALT, HBV DNA, and a quantitative HBS antigen level is still suggested. In all perspectives, it implied that longitudinal study for surreal testing of the HBV infection markers, such as quantitative HBs antigen and HBV DNA levels in the natural history, will be essential.
0: Thank you very much. It, it was also interesting in reading your discussion. You commented on future trials with anti-hepatitis B therapy should. the lowering of hepatitis B surface antigen levels as well as hepatitis B DNA. Can you comment on that as well?
1: A patient with both of low HBD DNA level and low quantitative HBS antigen level had the lowest risk for end-stage liver diseases such as uh, cirrhosis and carcinoma. Thus, Novel therapeutic agents to decrease both of the two serum markers simultaneously may be helpful. Our findings suggested that infectious virions and non-infectious HBs antigen particles may have their own unique mechanisms for inducing end-stage liver diseases. High serum HBV DNA level implied active viral replication and quantitative HBS antigen level implied host immune controls for the virus infection. It will be important to discovery and to development of new antiviral agents, which can balance virus replication and immune responses effectively.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much for giving us that summary and for taking your time with us today. I'm going to uh, to now switch gears and give Richard a call. And uh-huh. again, thank you for for your consideration today, for your time, and then also we hope to get more papers from you in the future, Vishwan.
1: Thank you.
0: Okay. Take care.
1: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: So, thank you for joining me today, Dr. Batla, calling in from Switzerland in reference to this wonderful paper in the August issue of Hepatology, entitled Prediction Models of Long-Term Cirrhosis and Hepatocellular Carcinoma Risk in Chronic Hepatitis B Patients, Risk Scores Integrating Host and Virus Profiles. Just a moment ago, I had a chance to speak with your colleague and first author, Dr. Mishwan Lee, who gave us a nice overview of the study and the importance of hepatitis B surface antigen quantification and its incorporation into a model, a risk model for both predicting cirrhosis and also liver cancer. And this risk model was derived from patients that were previously enrolled in the REVEAL study in Taiwan. So I wanted to just talk with you briefly and provide our listeners with a real life example that we could incorporate using your data to try to, to establish what that individual's risk for both cirrhosis would be and for hepatocellular carcinoma. So why don't we turn it over to you and and you kind of give us an example and then just kind of guide the listener through how you would use your, your algorithm or your scoring system to determine their individual risk. Great, yes. Thank you for having me today.
2: Yeah, let's dive in right into an example. I think the attractiveness of this if this model is that it incorporates the HPS antigen levels, which in the past were not part of the model. So that allows you a little more fine-tuning of the risk of the patient. So let's take a patient, a male patient, 50-year-old, normal ALT, E
0: antigen
2: negative, DNA is below 2,000 international units, and then you have two situations. So adding up these risk scores, so for male, you get four points, for 50-year-old, 10, for ALT normal, zero points. If you have a low, low HBS antigen and your DNA is below 2,000 international units, you basically have a risk score overall of 14, which places you as, as a, at a medium risk. If your HBS antigen level is over 1,000, it assigns you four risk points and you're at 18 in total, and that is a high-risk patient. So a high-risk patient probably deserves a little more attention from the physician than than a medium or a low-risk patient. And basically... A similar example we can use for hepatocellular carcinoma. So if we go with male, you get two points for in that, in the hepatocellular carcinoma model. 50-year-old, 10 points, then no family history. Let's assume that. Zero points, normal ALT. And then again, if your HP antigen negative and DNA at below 2,000 international units and your HBS antigen is below 100, your overall score is 12, which again, this is medium risk. However, if you have higher HBS antigen uh, levels, over 1,000, this gives you a higher score of in total 14 and places you already at high risk. So you see, you can actually use the level of HBS antigen to differentiate between medium and high risk patients.
0: Yeah, so just to review what constitutes low risk, medium risk, and high risk. The numbers are slightly different. So for cirrhosis, a cumulative point of score of less than 11 would be low risk, 11 to 16, medium risk, and greater than or equal to 17 would be high risk. And then for liver cancer or hepatocellular carcinoma, less than 9 would be low risk, 9 to 12 points would be medium risk, and greater than or equal to 13 points would be high risk. And Thank you also for clarifying the age here. The age is, is from birth, and then every five year increments gets you one point. And then also remember that the HBV DNA, as noted here, is in copies, and you need to convert that to IUs, for which most people in the U.S. would look at international units, which is taking that number and dividing it by five. Is that correct? Yes.
2: Absolutely correct, yes. Thanks okay. for clarifying.
0: Well, that, so let me just ask. Then this, if you have a high-risk patient, now how, how would you say that changes your screening strategies? Well, I think this still needs to be really developed, but what is clear that well, there
2: are two implications about learning of what high HBS antigen uh, means in patients. One is, yeah, this the clinical implication to increase screening frequency and to counsel the patient that he needs to be very responsive and and be there in the, you know in six months intervals and discuss with him whether a shorter interval should be should be applied for his screening for hepatocellular carcinoma. However, if he's at a low risk, a true low risk, you may even you know as a hepatologist think, should I really? take care of the patient, or is this a good place to send the patient to a GP level care And because he is deemed as low risk? So this is kind of the, probably the clinical implication. There's another implication, which may be the research implication, which basically identifies the needs to lower the HBS antigen levels and look for substances and look for therapies and algorithms of therapies that allow you to lower HBS antigen levels. So bring the patient from a higher risk to a lower risk status. It seems that that having a low S antigen gives you a different level of uh, immune control and therefore a lower risk of developing cirrhosis or hepatocellular carcinoma.
0: Thank you for that clarification. And one final question for you today. So Surface antigen quantification is not something that is routinely ordered in clinical practice, at least in the United States. Do you see that becoming more readily available? And I noticed that in the study, you guys used a, an assay from Roche, manufactured in Germany. Do you see this becoming more readily available for the general practitioner Well, yes, I think it comes slowly with the inclusion
2: of of guidelines. So uh, it was last year included in the EASL, the European guidelines. It was this year, 2013, included in the NICE, the UK NICE guidelines, primarily for prediction for on-treatment response for pegylated interferons. So you can basically terminate the therapy after 12 weeks if you haven't uh, reached different levels. So this has been implemented in the guidelines, and I think there the practitioner, the hepatologist, can can use it in the clinical practice. It starts to be more and more used. It was first really at the the opinion leader level, at the center level, but now it starts to be used also at the, the general hospital level. There are other applications, like identification of inactive carriers, which has been proven you know, since 2010 from, with different studies, in, primarily in Europe and in Asia. This is also being more and more used in a clinic. In Europe and the rest of the world, uh, the essay is available. I know that uh, in U.S. it's not yet available, but it's, uh, it's a process to get it there.
0: Super. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, and we're hopeful that you guys will continue to uh, submit similar type papers to hepatology. I hope you have a, a great evening, and again, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Sure. Take care. Take care. Bye.